helps colleges make more money by making sure students keep paying, i.e. they don't fail out uh, using a predictive model he's built called Study Tree. They've got over five customers now, you know, each paying five, six grand per month on average to so call it 30 grand per month today in terms of run rate up from five grand a month about a year ago. Uh, they're about break even today, raised 35 grand, about to go out and raise 750 grand on a convertible note at call it maybe a six cap or seven cap with a 15 to 20% discount. Team of six spread out remote locations. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Ethan Kaiser. He's the CEO and founder of StudyTree, an app leveraging artificial intelligence to provide students with a mobile academic assistant. He received his BS from Drexel University in computer science before founding the company. Ethan, are you ready to take us to the top? Yep. All right, man. So tell us about the company. What does StudyTree do and what's the revenue model? How do you make money? Absolutely. So we solve a problem for higher education and corporations. Uh, the problem is, is that, at least in higher education, 50% of college students fail out. It's the big issue. And the reason for why they fail out could be a number of things. And what we find is that a lot of students come to college without the skill sets they need to be successful. That means they procrastinate, they don't self-regulate well. And we built an artificial coach that can analyze how a student is performing, look at their grades, integrate with the university systems, and then intervene when problems may arise. And we can actually predict the risk of a student at a university. And we've been selling this directly to institutions to help improve the retention rate. So more students come back, they pay tuition, and that's the university revenue model. We then support that by help improving their retention. So we sell an enterprise license. Yeah. What, so what's the average, I mean, what's the average university pay you per year for this kind of thing? Uh, it could be anywhere between 25,000 up to half a million, depending on the size of the institution. So it's a sliding scale based on the no- number of students enrolled at the university. We charge a per student fee. Would you say for a, a, a fair average for you would be about college? 25, 30 grand a year? I would say that'd be on the low side for sure. I mean, the average would be closer to like 70. 70-ish. Okay. And again, I want to just, just because I don't want to go into every cohort. If I pay you 70 grand a year, about how many students do I probably have? So in the first uh, term, okay, so yeah, for you have 70, uh, you probably have somewhere in the range of, you know, 20,000 students. I see. Okay, cool. And then put this on a, on a ton of timeline for us. When did you launch the company? What year? So we launched the company in 2016. Uh, our first product, we pivoted away from, and we started working on this. Our business model completely changed. Um, so 2016 is when we started. 2017, we got our first customers. And then now 2018, we're growing. That's great. How many customers have you scaled to? You know, we don't really share that information often. Uh, we have more than a few, so more than five universities, but it's between five and 20, I would say, somewhere in the middle there. Okay, fair enough. I mean, look, if you, if you have five paying that average of 70 grand a year, I mean, that puts you at about 30 grand a month right now in revenue. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, close to. And is that, was it zero a year ago? Was all that growth over the past 12 months? Yeah, zero, 18 months. Okay. Okay, got it. Do you remember where you're at about a year ago? Uh, I mean, about a year ago, we had our first few contracts, so probably 10, 10, uh, probably less than 10,000, uh, MMR. Okay. So maybe 5,000 months, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And yeah. how, ha- ha- tell me that story. How'd you get your first customer? Uh, I had to, well, I, I was not in academia, so I didn't have any ways of getting into these universities. So I just kind of cold called and sent a lot of cold emails and went to a lot of conferences and just really hustled to get this happening. Well, why and couldn't you close Drexel? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, I met with their uh, VP of enrollment. It never happened. Um, he was new, so I think that he had his own initiatives, and it just never happened. So I don't know what to do about that. What GPA um, did you graduate with? I gra- what did I graduate with? Yeah, computer science degree. No, no. Like, what was your GPA? Oh, GPA. Uh, I don't know. It was like a three zero. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Like, okay, well, how good of a student were you? And you probably built that into the tool. So, like, is that reflective or not? I think the idea was like, I wasn't a great student and I was an athlete <laughs> as well. So I was like, this is something we need. And as a bad student to identify this, if I was a great student, I probably wouldn't have identified the problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What sport did you play? So, uh, I was a wrestler. Ah, got it. Okay, good. All right. So you built this tool. Um, you co- coded the initial version yourself or what's your team look like today? 
Yeah, so we could initial version. We then competed in this like competition called the Imagine Comp, we, Imagine Cup by Microsoft, and we won the U.S. competition. And then Microsoft hired my team, so I had to build a new team after that. It was actually like a recruiting tool, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, we got into a bunch of accelerators, uh, but once my team left, because out of college, uh, everyone left, then I had to go about and find a new team. So in 2016, I found a new team. Uh, my friend, my co-founder is uh, a buddy of mine from high school. And then we just brought on some more people, and then we've been growing since. How many people today? Uh, about six. Okay, and have you guys bootstrapped or raised capital? Uh, we bootstrapped. We raised about thirty-five thousand um, dollars, and then we got to revenue. And we haven't opened up a uh, a uh, venture round just yet, just because we have really good white papers. We have a good traction. I just presented at a conference in San Diego, uh, San Francisco, two days ago, and we have like ten universities reaching out. Like we've had this really good sales structure in place now, so I think we'll go into like a late seed or early Series A in the next like three months. Do you have leverage? Are you cash flow positive today? Uh, we are making enough money to survive. So okay. cash flow positive. Yeah. So uh, we should, should we call it break even. Yeah. Break even yeah. is probably about right. That's good. And where's all, where are the six teammates based? Um, so we have some overseas and then, um, the rest of them are in Philadelphia or in New York. So I originally was in Philadelphia and I just moved to New York cause we're starting the fundraising process. So I wanted to get like a few months early and start building these relationships. So then I opened the round. It can move quickly. That's great. Any churn to date or no? Uh, we have one customer churn. Okay. So and they didn't actually churn, just delaying the launch for another month or yeah, another yeah. year. Yeah. So it's probably too early to like look at churn and, and revenue and expansion and things like that. But um, do, you, do you know what like CAC is? Do you know what your customer acquisition cost is? It's really hard to describe a CAC and enterprise model. Um, it's really, I mean, it's challenging because our deal sizes are very large and they take a long time. So I, I couldn't really give you an estimate. Like I, I always get asked this question, like what's our CAC? Uh, I would say it's, it's, it's really hard to describe what our cat is. Yeah, I mean, is. dude, you're uh, at the stage where like, you're the sole founder hustling, right? The next scale point is for you to build out like systems of how you close deals and teach someone else to do it. Like that's the next right, big absolutely. tough point. Yeah. Yeah. So like, actually the price point, by the way, is not, is not what makes the cat hard. It's just the fact that you, you, your cohort is so small. There's only five and you've only been in business for us like a year. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, still impressive. I'm not, I'm not dinging your growth or anything. Still impressive growth. I mean, it's great. You're hustling, you're coding, you're doing it all. So it's great. Um, okay. So six people too early to talk about economics. You said you're opening up a round. How much do you want to raise? It's cutting in now, but I think you asked me how much am I looking to raise. So yeah. I, I actually did a predictive model where, I mean, a model where we raised 750,000 and it gets us to two and a half, three million in revenue in the next 18 months. And I thought that was pretty, um, that's a very honest prediction just because we've, I've been in like integrated in these conferences and this kind of these circles. Higher education is kind of like healthcare. Once you break in and you have um, impressive white papers can, and can prove product efficacy, uh, they grow pretty quickly and universities don't really compete against each other and they share best practice. So if you become a best practice, you can grow at a relatively fast rate. Just getting in is so challenging. Yeah. So if you raise 750 grand, I mean, what valuation ideally would you raise that at? Yeah, I mean, I think we could do this. Uh, you know, you can do valuation, or you can do like a convertible note. I was thinking doing a convertible note at a six million dollar cap with yep. a fifteen to twenty percent discount. I think it's very fair given everything we've done so far. Yeah, why go the convertible note route instead of using something like venture debt, which would be non dilutive? Uh, you know, I think convertible note is something I'm more familiar with. Maybe venture debt is a better route. I just um thought that that'd be the easiest to move forward. Uh, ultimately, that's what we said that we'll do. And that's kind of what we're just, I mean, we could do a safe, another uh, way of doing it. But, yeah, it's uh, still dilutive though. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's what we were kind of advised on and that's what we looked at initially. Who are your advisors? Or like by who? Is this like your school people or accelerators or your co-founder or what? 
Uh, kind of like our own uh, research, and it's pretty much we have uh, a couple advisors that we've worked with. Um, we don't really have like an official advisor that have equity. We just have people we like talk to and give us advice because they like us. So maybe we have to build out our advising board a little bit better. But uh, for now, it's just kind of been uh, experience other founders who give us advice. Yeah, no, it makes good sense, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh God, I don't really know. I mean, I, I, business books are hard for me, honestly. I don't really read. What's the last business book you books. read? The last book I read, oh, it was uh, How to Send Cold Emails. I don't remember the, the author of it, but it was 200 pages I read on the bus. And everything they wrote about, I thought was extremely great and I implemented today. I mean, it's really like concrete. I don't like reading too much abstract, visionary books. I like reading like what are useful sales techniques. So I spend yeah. most of my time reading articles like on HubSpot or Salesforce and how to make more sales. That's yep. what I read more about. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I think, uh, I mean, this sounds cliche, but like, I think Amazon, like Jeff Bezos, like he's just the, probably the best, one of the best CEOs of all time, if not the best, because he just is growing at such a crazy rate. Yeah. Number three, what is your favorite online tool for building the company? Um, I don't really know the, uh, what do you use every best, day? Uh, I mean, I use, obviously I use Gmail, but actually I, I do a small plug. Uh, TechCrunch has a hackathon, and we won it by building a tool to help us uh, lead gen. We built our own internal tool for this hackathon, and we won the online hackathon for TechCrunch. And I use that every day. What's it uh, called? It's, kinda, it's called Warmly. It, what it does is it, um, whenever an article comes out about a certain topic, like the president of Florida says X, Y, and Z, uh, it finds that article, it, it knows it's related to my industry, and then it pulls out that person and says, hey, president of Florida, I love this quote you gave. I'd love to find 15 minutes to connect. And it kind of creates that message automatically. And then I just can review it and hit send. What is it, warm.ly? Yeah, it's warmly. It's on a website yet. It's a Google It's a Google Chrome extension. And it works really well. So it's like a truly personalized email. Okay, how do we use it? Uh, you just download it onto your Chrome. I have to give you access to it. But, uh, I was going to say, yeah, like how do we, I just Googled it. Like there's no way to find it. Go to Google Chrome uh, store I'm there. and search for Warmly, and it should show up. Yeah, no, it didn't pop up. I, that's what I just did. Uh, well, Unless, anyways, we'll figure it out. I'll send you a link. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, okay, let's, uh, next question here. Um, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Five. Okay, and what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Single. Not married, no kids. And, um, how, uh, and how old are you? Uh, 27. 27. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I wish my 20 year old self was less idealistic and more practical about getting to customers and revenue quicker. And, um, what's less feast. I wish, I wish I was less feature focused, like selling on a feature and, and, um, I wish I created a new business model. If I had to redo it, if I had to restart a company or start a new company, it'd be innovating on a business model, not so much adding a, a new feature to an existing, um, uh, a cohort of products guys uh, there. There I have it from Ethan. Again, he helps colleges make more money by making sure students keep paying. IE, they don't fail out, uh, using a predictive model he's built called study tree. They've got over five customers now, you know, each paying five, six grand per month on average to so call it 30 grand per month today in terms of run rate up from five grand a month about a year ago. Uh, they're about break even today, raise 35 grand about to go out and raise 750 grand on a convertible note at call it maybe a six cap or seven cap with a 15 to 20% discount team of six spread out remote locations. Ethan, thanks for taking us to the top. Absolutely. No problem.